Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! If you're extra tired this morning, blame it on Naylor. They kept us up late last night, but it was worth every last second of it. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Day 2. I'm Jay Crawford. Later in the show, we're going to debate whether Tom Brady will be any good at all as a television analyst for Fox. G? I'm G. Bush. I'm going to tell you coming up later in the show why no one seems to wear clothing while they're lifting weights nowadays. <laughs> Fascinating. I'm Mike Polk Jr. Thrilled to be here for my first uh, day. And I am later going to talk about what the Cavs did right this season when we hand out our Cavalier season awards. And I'm Adam the Bull. And I'm going to tell you why Nick Chubb was already my favorite football player. And now he's moved even higher list. Can you move wow. up from number one? Wow. I don't know that that's really possible. You could be one but I with love an him asterisk. Even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love could him. be greatest of all time. Yes. I don't think he's in that <laughs> no, category yet. No, not there yet. But. Yeah, what he did in this video that we're going to show you is incredible. You've probably already seen it but not by now, but we're going to debate it. All right, last night, uh, your Guardians really came back from the dead. They were down 8-2 guys in the ninth inning. I'm a diehard, but I'm not that much of a diehard. I thought for sure this one was over. Josh Naylor hits a game-tying home run in the ninth to get it into extra innings. The Guardians score in the top of the 10th. The Sox score in the bottom of the 10th. And then this happened in the top of the 11th. Roll it. The set, the pitch. Swung on and blasted into deep right field. This ball gone! How about that? Naylor! with eight RBIs in his last three at-bats. And then the the helmet throw is the best, in my view. The helmet throw is the best. I think that was was him finally get ridding of all the frustration of, remember last year, the terrible ankle break that he had? Mm -hmm. It looked like, some said his career was over. It was was one, it was like the Joe Theismann type where the, the bones are going all different ways and the ankle's pointing in the wrong direction. Guys, for me, that was easily the signature win of this Guardians team, which is now over 500, yeah. which is great because there was a time about two weeks ago when they were just reeling off loss after loss. They looked dead in the water. What do we make of this club, guys? They were down six in the ninth and came back to win. That's one of the most exciting wins in, in Guardians slash Indians history in the last couple of years. It's thrilling. Remember what I said yesterday? I said, we're going to find out how good they are and how interested they're going to, or we're going to be when they w- go against the White Sox. And my coach used to always say, have a day. Naylor had a day and a half. Man, mm-hmm. this guy, two home runs, and if you went to sleep early, some people I know went to sleep a little early. Tried to. <laughs> yeah. You missed a heck of a game. And, and for French fans like me, this is, this is what gets me rolling. This is the kind of stuff I can lean on. This is the type of stuff that I can go and watch and, and, and take my wife to the game because of this type of offense. And, Bull, I told you, you we, pitching wins, but hitting is sure fun. 
It's been amazing, guys. You think about this team and what we thought about them coming into the season, right? We thought they would, if they had any chance of competing, it would be all about the starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's been anything but. I mean, the starting pitching has been disappointing. Zach Plesak has not pitched well and didn't pitch well yesterday. Aaron Savali's been awful. Even Shane Bieber's been kind of mediocre, which for him, you expect him to be great. McKenzie's been really good, but he's the only one that's been better than you would have expected. The lineup's been fantastic. They lead the American League in runs per game. That's, that's mind-blowing. That's insane. Right? And they're second in all of baseball behind only the $270 million roster of the L.A. Dodgers. And they're barely. I think the Dodgers are averaging five runs a game, and the Guardians are like 4.9, something like that. It is remarkable. They're doing it with young players. You know, often we talk about hitting coaches when they stink and they get fired. Yeah. But Chris Faleka, a former big league journeyman, uh, has in his first year as the Guardians hitting coach, and it appears he's made a difference. They're great plate discipline, a lot of contact at the plate. They're not striking out, made a difference. I was up watching this, um, and it was Naylor was on fire for whatever reason. I want to thank the White Sox fans because you could tell they were talking smack to him <laughs> yeah, they because were. he yelled the few right at that them. Were there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All seven of them. But he he was yelling at them when he rounded the bases. He gave them the be quiet yeah. on the grand slam. And then on the three run, he did the same thing and blew up both times in that dugout, which was fun to watch. And I don't know if we can count on grand slams like that and stuff carrying us through the rest of the season and Naylor staying furious that long. Is that smart? I don't I don't think we, we can't rely on that kind of stuff every night. But guys, let's just put into a vacuum what he did last night. Just yeah. the thumbnail of it. He hit a game tying grand slam home run. That's the biggest thing you can do as a hitter. He hit right. a game tying grand slam home run in the final inning of regulation to get it to extra innings from the eighth inning on he had eight RBI yeah, never crazy. been done right never also right. never been done a guy hitting a grand slam home run and a three run home run in the eighth inning or later guys we've played hundreds of thousands of baseball games more more than a million baseball games in all likelihood and this guy last night does something that has never been done. Now, the number there is 1920 because honestly, Elias's records after that, yep. they've disintegrated and turned <laughs> yeah, to dust. Right. They can't read the box score from the New York <laughs> Times going back to 1919. But it's really, it's incredible. And we expect that the driving force of this team will be Jose Ramirez, and he will be. But when you look at the lineup, the kids, guys like Miller and Naylor, Naylor's 25 years old, yeah. and Quan. This team is exciting to watch. And to your point, G, there are a lot of fringe fans. Let's face it. I think the yes. Guardians slash Indians franchise is kind of in a tough spot right now because a lot of fans be, they are so upset with the name change, they're like, I'm done. They won't be done if they put a 15-game oh, winning yeah. streak together in August and they're in first place. They'll come flooding back into the into progressive field. Especially when they, keep, they want to keep scoring runs like this. Yeah. Um, you know, pitching is a, is a science. It's an art. Is something that you know you have to really dial in. You, you know, especially when you know, hey, is that a slider? Is that a curveball, fastball, changeup? How many pitches a guy has? The velocity, all that good stuff. But one thing that translates very well is I know what a three-run home run is. I know what a grand slam is, <laughs> yeah. and I know I can get excited about grand slams and three-run home runs. We'll see if we can c- continue up that uh, that type of production. But at least for now, going against a White Sox team that everyone talked about being the team that's going to be in, in the AL Central, heads and shoulders above the rest. And let's face it, so f- in recent years, the young Guardians hitters 
have all been disappointments. And to this point, coming into the season, Josh Naylor has mostly been a disappointment. He was a high draft pick. He was part of the big, uh, big trade a few years ago with the Padres. And he's been disappointing, except for the playoffs. Remember the year, the last time the Guardians, at yeah. the time, Indians were in the I don't the know that all of them. I, I love Fran Mil Reyes. I know, he's, well, I know he's gripping now. But, but I mean, well, I meant more, well, I meant more the guys that came up through the organization. But sure. Naylor kind of did not really either. No, but, but a lot of their young the guys have been Guardians. disappointing. Even Owen Miller last year's first opportunity didn't do much. But now they're really starting, it seems, and again, it's too early to, to know for sure. Yeah. But it seems like they're developing as a group together. And this is a big year for Naylor because he's had, you know, 700 plate appearances already. Sure. And his numbers are very unimpressive overall, but he's off to a good start. Obviously, yesterday, you know, blew those numbers up. But between the injury that you mentioned earlier and his struggles in the past, it's a big season for him. And and you saw the emotion there. I hope he didn't break anybody's wrist <laughs> doing the high fives. Yeah. But, he, you know, you feed off that kind of energy. It is exciting and it's contagious. And, you know, we mentioned that right now it's all about the hitting. Guys, if, if and we know the pitching is going to come around. It typically does. I think you made a comment about Plezak, and he yeah. hasn't pitched well overall. Yeah. Last night, I thought he had his best stuff of the year, and he made two bad pitches the, the yeah. whole night. In the first inning, after the Guardians score first, he kind of messes around and loads the bases. It was nothing that, you know, he wasn't terrible in that inning. Then he throws the wild pitch. Mm-hmm. That makes it a 1-1 tie, and then he grooves a little slide piece that was it looked like it was set up on a tee, and now it's a three-run homer. After that, he settled in, and he, he, did. he barely gave up a hit the rest of the way. I think right. it's a focus thing with this guy. I think you're right, I think, but since that suspension already, not suspension, we got sent to the, the minors. COVID deal. Yes, yeah. since that, he's been very inconsistent, and it showed again even <laughs> last night within the game. He looked out of sorts in the first inning. In that inning, first inning, he did. Right? And then you're right. He did pitch well after yeah. that. But you need more consistency from him. And that just hasn't been there for going on a year. To your point on the hitting coach, too. I know a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of people that are just average baseball fans look at it and say, no, that's just a guy that fills the uniform. Right. Here's, here's the impact that we've seen on this team already. And this is uh, the hitting philosophy varies from coach to coach. But the one thing that I think has become this team's trademark is they are very patient at the plate. Yeah. Quan doesn't swing at balls. And for no. a young guy who's trying to make his way, it's now pitchers after the first two weeks are starting to throw fringe pitches at him to see what they can get him to chase and what he'll spit yeah. on. But he shows amazing plate discipline. And I think that is a product of the organization and their philosophy. No get the pitch count up. Don't give up when you're 0-2. We've seen Quan go 0-2 a bunch of times this year, and the next thing you know, it's a full count, and he's falling off pitch after pitch. Even if he makes an out in that at-bat, that's a quality at-bat because you drew eight pitches out of the pitcher. Right. And if he's got 100 to budget, that's almost 10% of his entire effort on one at-bat. Yeah. Even if the guy makes an out, you'll take that every time. So I think the, the hitters are all more disciplined. They're patient. And it's amazing how this is why Tito's the best in the game. You can give him whatever your mold Whatever your ball of clay is, you can give it to him, and that. he is going to shit. Yeah. See, that's that's stunning, guys. I, Look at the payroll. 
Yeah. They've got the second <laughs> lowest payroll, I think, in baseball. Yes. Here's and, what's and horrifying, here though. Here, here's what would be interesting. Do you think in two months we'll look at that graphic and we'll laugh, or do you think that we'll just be like, can we believe we'll we're laugh. still doing it? It'll be we'll a laugh. This is a long Yeah, and that's season. a small well, sample size, but it's still impressive yeah. that they're it's there. It's great. They could it's easily shocking. be 14th in that's the American true. League right and now. What's interesting, though, and the reason I have yeah. some hope, and obviously it'll come down a little bit. They're not going to end the season very likely as the number one team in the, in the American won't. League run scored. Yeah. However, a lot of the guys that are, you want to say, over performing are young players mm -hmm. and maybe this is yeah. the level they're they're capable of we'll see as time goes by well rosario hasn't started to hit yet no nope. they mentioned last night in the game telecast that he did the same thing last year he was below 200 when he finally caught fire yeah and then we know what happened the rest of the season for rosario here's my here's their achilles heel and we've seen it it's yeah. defense you've got oh, naylor so naylor awful. naylor's the guy you want the lineup so you know he, his body isn't really a, a, ideal. A, a, yeah. ideal. Very Puckett-esque. Right, so it is. And so you see a guy like that, you're like, okay, where do you hide him? Well, hide him at first base. The game we went to last Wednesday, yeah. he drops a ball right in his Easy glove. Play, that guy play. comes around to score. Last night, it, the first run that scored in the game was on a ball that Naylor dropped on an easy out at first base. You, yeah. you can't have that happen. Think and, about and, if this team had like an Anthony Rizzo playing first base. Well, yeah, I like mean, that, every, you know, they signed him. He didn't. Well, he didn't sign for sign for a ton of money. No, this but it's more than more than the guys we're going to spend. Not necessarily him specifically, but right. that type of player, like a middle of the lineup hitter. Yeah, great defensive player can hit, can hit for power. Be ideal. One other thing, though, Jay, I want to go back to something you said about the the hitting coach and and the the Guardians' ability to put the ball in play. We talked during our practice runs last week about how Fran Mil Reyes was in a terrible slump, right? It was mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, he's gotten hot. It's interesting. I don't know who's paid attention to this uh, in terms of the fans. To get out of the slump, his his first eight hits out of the slump were all singles. So even your one pure slugger on this team, right, started trying to go opposite field, cut down well, a swing a little the key bit, right there, right, going going with the pitch, getting base uh, hits take it the other way, and then you then you come out of your funk, and now you go start hitting for power again, which yeah. you'll do. But he took the he saw what the other guys were doing, the advice they were getting. And the way they were hitting, and he used that even in his game, which is different than most of the other players. Right. And, and Bull, you, you said one thing. When I used to be in high school and I'm playing, this is eons ago. Well, one thing that, that my dad and a lot of my coaches said, hey, look, man, all it takes is a is a little infield hit right. you beat out. You maybe out maybe yeah. you get a bloop single. Maybe you, you, you hit one and it dribbles down the third baseline. You beat it out. Those things give you that confidence to now where you're like, okay, I'm seeing a picture, I'm seeing pitches, right. and it, it encourages you to, to be a little uh, more patient at the plate, especially when you, you're not seeing the pitches that you really want to drive and hit. So right. it's kind of hard. I'm just glad that he's actually doing that now. You know, not everything has to be a home run. Sometimes right, being sure. a home run hitter is a curse because he's going up to the plate with that all or nothing mentality. And I think what we've seen, and it's a great point by you, I think what we've seen is the team philosophically is like, look, a single can snap a slump. Like you said, it could be an infield. It doesn't matter. It, they've just, bought in together. They it have. Seems. And you can watch each player yeah. now has a mindset when he comes to home plate where a lot of teams that you got nine different individual game plans. Everybody's going up there looking for their yeah. pitcher with their own idea. I think what we're seeing with the Guardians is there is a clear cut style. There is there is a, a philosophy that they're all carrying to the plate and go the other way. You know, it's hard sometimes for to get any hitter to try to do anything but pull the ball, right. particularly guys that are strong, quick wrists, and they get around on it. They think they have to pull everything. Well, if the pitchers are throwing everything on the outer half, just sit back and punch it the other way. 
And and once that comes, yeah. then the ball gets bigger and bigger, and before long, it looks like a beach ball. Wait till the pitching comes around. When the, and it yeah, will. It will. And Tito's teams historically start slow. Usually at June 1st, they're hovering around 500. Well, if they can get even a couple games above 500 by June 1st, that's when Tito figures out what he has and what he's going to do for the last three months of the season. So I'm very confident that this team's going to compete for a playoff spot for one of the wild cards. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I do think they can play meaningful baseball be in the September. Mix. Yeah, and that's one, all we want. You know, one guy we haven't really mentioned, uh, and I'll be honest, when the, when they first got him, Miles Straw, I was like, yeah, he's more of a fourth outfielder. Right. I didn't really think of him as a, as a starter on a good team. Yeah. He's really impressed me since he's, he's been got here. Speed. He's got speed. He, unlike a lot of the guys on this team, is very good in the field. Uh, he's an energetic leader as well, and he's another guy that gets on base. And it's a great sign, guys, for the Guardians that we've talked about them for, what, 10, 15 minutes here? Yeah. We haven't even really mentioned Jose Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. No, nope. right? That, that's the point. That. Yeah. That, that, that's how, you know, he's the he's definitely going to be the epicenter of this wheel. No doubt. But and the other thing I hate is Rosario in left field. It's, it's just such a bad luck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a bad luck. He's a shortstop. Brutal. Yeah. And, you know, Tito's got to – he's got to make some tough decisions. If you've got some of these young kids that are hitting – you don't want to take them out of the lineup. Right. And a guy like Rosario, if you had to put one of them in, in left field, I think it's he's the guy that you would want to do that with. But ideally, uh, he's not. A, we've got too many guys out of position on the defensive side. And that's going to yeah. be the big Achilles, uh, Achilles heel for this team moving forward. They Quickly before trade we trade a middle infielder for an outfielder or corner infielder they, at some point. Yeah. We think there's going to be trades yeah. in July. I hope we're a buyer. And not a seller. Yeah, that that's means usually that, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like you know, I'm an eternal optimist. I know. That's I mean, family dollar budget. You know, what I love? you know what I love though, and this is I think the best thing about the, the Jose Ramirez trade uh, new contract. We never have to hold our breath on July 31st that's as true. to whether or not they're going to yeah. dump this guy. Yes, yep. yes. The no great. trade thing, I love it. It also it, it tells us that LeBron's not the only athlete to raise his hand, superstar athlete to raise his hand and say, hey. I want to play in Cleveland. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a nice thing to see. Uh, Quickly before we leave baseball, because we got to get to this Nick Nick Chubb video. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Quickly around the horn deal on the ghost runner rule. It was supposed to go away. That's in in extra innings. Each team starts with the man on second base. It was an experiment to speed up games. It worked. But the general consensus is they were going to ditch it. They had voted to ditch it. But then because they had the shortened spring training, they said, we got to do everything we can to limit the innings on these right. guys because there's no spring training. So it's back for at least for this year. It's probably going to go away at the end of uh, this year. Do you like that with the guy starting on second base to start the 10th inning? Love it. Love it. it, wow. it Major League Baseball, if you could do little small things like this to, to introduce the game and to make it interesting for fringe fans, do it. I think it's a great, I think it's a good look. They should do more things like that and be non-traditional. You like it, Mike? Totally agree. Love it. Forgot about it. It was so late last night and I had to rewind. I'm like, how do you get on? How did he get on second? Right. I had well, because the big news was it was going away this year. Yeah, exactly. And then when they decided that they were going to bring it back, it made no no splash but at no, all. In the I side. totally agree, and I also like that it makes the old head baseball fans upset because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Who are just like no, they should you stay. like it though. Uh, well, I'm a grandfather. The ball should still be made out of horse head. <laughs> I used to consider myself an old school baseball fan. I've been a baseball fan since the late 70s. And yet, I like a lot of the changes that my first reaction was that uh-huh. I don't like it, right? Yeah. I When I first heard about this idea, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. 
I love it. I hope it never goes away. Yeah, you know, it creates I'll tell more you, excitement. Mike, I am more open to the idea because I am that guy. Yes. I am the old seam head. I love tradition. I hated the wild card when it first came in. I love it now. Come the people around. who are complaining about it are the same people who complain when they put that uh, home run bar out in the center field at the, oh, at yeah. the, at the yeah. Guardians no, I've always games. loved that. But, yeah. you know, the, but remember, there was a lot of pushback against that was, because yeah. it was ruining the sanctity of the game yeah. and, and everything. And all the dudes who are still keeping score in the bleachers are just like, <laughs> you shut up over there. We're trying to have fun and quiet. Have you ever been that guy? Have you ever kept score at a Major League Baseball game? I would have no idea. Have you worn a glove to a game? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, but yeah. not anymore. Now I'm just like, what am I going to do with a foul ball for somebody I've never I heard have of. a hard fast rule if you're <laughs> over 18 years of old 18 years of age you're not allowed to wear another grown man's jersey to a game you, why not and, and, and it's the baseball glove like be the a baseball man you can lame. catch yeah. a ball with your bare hands yeah I mean, you know. just too much to handle. But don't you feel funny wearing a jersey with a grown I, man's name on the back listen I pay taxes I I, I pay a lot of money in taxes <laughs> you can I do pay, whatever you want yeah, yeah I, but I'm a grown man I can't have another grown man while my son is looking at me right looking at me <laughs> yeah and you're face. advertising for another yeah. guy and he's like Daddy, what's going on? What, you, you, you don't have a hard? kid? No, I ain't got one yet. <laughs> but listen, he will look at you like that yeah. if I have Miles Garrett's jersey on. That's mm. he's my So you is. won't wear a jersey? No. Yeah. I wear them as fashion statements, but I don't mm. wear them to games. No. I don't Plus, I, I don't want anybody to confuse me for Miles Garrett. A lot of <laughs> times when I wear my Miles Garrett yeah. jersey, people are like, Miles. Yeah. And then I have said, no. Mm. Yeah, I, I can Come understand on, I can understand how you would do that. Throwbacks no. count. Throwbacks don't count. I can, you could yeah. do a Jim Brown. That's fashion, though. What? Yeah, you yeah, could do a fashion. Jim Brown. You could do a Bernie. I'm good with that. Throwback. Yeah. Okay. Pay respect. All right, throw to this video clip of Nick Chubb. He's kind of strong. I've never seen anything like this. Guys, watch the bar. I was, in, I, when I first saw this, I'm like, wow, is, can the bar even support that much weight? That's seven plates on each side. 695 pounds squat Easy. all the way down. I believe they call that ass to grass, right? Yep. Mm. Guys, look at the bar. Look at that bouncing like that. Below well, parallel. When you first saw that, Mike Polk. I love the dude back there who's acting like he's helping. Or like he might spot him if something <laughs> goes wrong. He's like, I got this if anything goes south. <laughs> if that, that weight fall on him, he's dead. Like, absolutely. But he knew this is going to go viral. So yeah. he's like, this is my chance. I got you, dog. I got you. Dude, <laughs> that's three times his body weight. Yeah, no, I don't ever do that again. Uh, that's <laughs> foolish. You've had an injury history. It's the off season. Uh, we're dependent upon you. Please, we know how strong you are. I think just doing maybe 500 twice would probably do you more <laughs> more good than that. I'd think just from a health perspective, I'm not a weight trainer, but please stop, stop doing it that. It does seem that there could be major risks associated with I, that. I have oh, no is. fears, guys. Gee, what's the most you've ever done? I, I, look, it, I've done nowhere near over 600 pounds. The most I've ever done is like 585. Soft. That look, and this is a running you back. You saying that as if that's not a lot. <laughs> I know that's exactly. Light. Like, You're trying to like my brother. I mean, when, my brother, he's my younger brother who played football with me at Ohio University. Yeah. He, he all the linemen squat over six. I was like, I can't be out here just squatting all this much weight, bro. Does that gotta, concern you though that he's doing that or he's, no? He's a running back, guys. <laughs> that's what. I mean, okay, I expect some defensive linemen and offensive linemen to be able to push six, but he's almost at 700. He runs the ball. Yeah. He Sometimes the first player he makes contact with on the other side is 190 pounds. Right. Guys, he is the hardest, and this includes Derrick Henry. I think he's the hardest player to tackle in the NFL. I know Henry's a little bigger than him. Yeah. He breaks tackles better than anybody. Yeah. Um, it's amazing with the overall poor quarterback play that he's played with outside of the second half of the 2020 season, how good he's been. 
And this guy is the superstar that you want. He's all about ball. It's never me, me. You know, and it, whatever. You want to be me, me. I don't mind a touchdown celebration or any of that. Mm-hmm. He never does any of that stuff. Mike, can we talk about the guy that was spotting him again? Can yep. we go back? Yeah. See that video? He had, a bad, yeah. he had a bad build. His build it was, was not bad. a strong build. You're right. <laughs> His build nope. was, it was kind of no mediocre. He, he, this is this is a JV high school type. Who is that oh, guy? Oh, he's soft. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also don't like, he's at a high school, like, somewhere doing this too, which yeah. is not... Yeah. Look at that, which is not the safest place if something did go wrong. Like, I want to know how far away the life flight helicopter is if something goes south. I am just horrified to see one of our uh, best three players out there doing that. You know what I I would love to see? I would love to see for a prank. I would love to see him walk into your local Planet Fitness, load up 14 plates <laughs> in a on wig, one bar. In a wig. And yeah, don't, yeah right. people can't know that you're Nick Chubb. And, and he, have him mic'd, and uh, there's video cameras hidden all over, and have him walking around just getting like two or three guys, hey, I'm going to get ready to do a little bit of weight over here. Can I get some spots? Mm-hmm. So he walks around and he gets like two <laughs> medium-sized women and, and then the They're muscle panicking. head in the gym. Yeah. And, then, and just to see their reactions when he walks up to a bar with nearly 700 pounds on it right. to squat it. I think that would be... They kick him right out of Planet mm-hmm. Fitness. This is a no-judgment-free zone. <laughs> kick him right out of curves. Don't you be putting that weight on there like that. That's great. How much Joe Thomas much commented on it, though, guys. Yeah, oh, he, he, did. Did. he did. We got the Joe Thomas yeah. tweet. Why is everyone naked? Great question. Show the video again. I didn't even notice that the first time I saw it, but once you see the Thomas tweet, you're like, wait, I have to look at this again. Take a look around the gym. Right. It's a really easy, breezy. There's a lot of of no shirts, no service in there. Hey, man. We talked about no shirt, no shoes. We debated that last (laughs) week in our practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, fat guys should not walk around with no shirt. And that guy, you know. And the only one with a shirt on is the guy lifting 800 pounds. Right. Like, he's the only humble one out there. If he's wearing a shirt, everybody else should be. I would have two shirts on if Nick Chambers. G. Bush, what are you tipping the scales at these days? Hey, man, I'm over. I'm well over three. I might be like 310. I'm going to put you down at 300. Yeah. I'm 195. Polk, where about are you two at? Bills. You're 200? not 200 pounds. Yeah, I'm, no. lo- I'm long, you guys. You, you do All right, look, of... look, you know what? I'm I'll put I'm you down for 200. Am I, why am I oh, bragging about Okay, weight? so listen, I did not know what, what that was going to be. I just yeah. started I started thinking, how much would that you be? You started guessing our weight so, like a Cedar Point weight G-Bush, guesser? G-Bush, yeah. Right. G-Bush, you're 300. Plus. I'm 195. Polk's 200. When you add those up, guys, guess how much it is? A Nick Six, Chubb squat. 695 pounds. Wow. <laughs> Nick Chubb could squat the three of us. In fairness, that I was, was only 675. So I know it said 675 sure. on the bar, but somewhere I, I read that it was 695. All right. But on, the, on the video, I'll take tweet, yours. Look, 675, yeah. 695. He could That's squat insane. the three. He could squat three fourths of this panel. That's insane. That, that is, is nuts. Yeah. Please um, don't do that. We're going to do, uh, we love lists here at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're going to do uh, a top five list on a daily basis. And to do it is producer Mike. Right now, that's what we're calling him, but we're looking for a, a nickname for producer Mike. So if anybody uh, wants to send us in ideas, the comment section, let's go ahead and do that. Can we get the comments? Yes, yeah, throw it in the comments of yeah. what you think we should call producer He's Mike. From By Texas, the way, if that helps, if that a helps, little bit of background, Texas. he was a, a, a pretty good college basketball player, and on senior night, he got a rare start, and I think he hit 17 three pointers. Be- was it 17 threes before halftime? 17 half time? three. Yeah, Urban Mike. Legend says 17. I think it was actually 16, but I'm not going to take one away. <laughs> and just for yeah. the people out there. Chicken finger Mike was what y'all called me in the chat. Yes, the chat That's has to good be better nickname. than that. You guys yeah. have to be better. That's than that. be- yeah, we can do better. Chicken finger Mike? I like chicken. Just chicken fingers. 
It's a lot. You know what? Let's let's we'll sit on it for about a workshop week. It. I and think then we, we'll vote on Friday. Yeah, yeah we or need something. like five to pick from from the from people. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll we'll list the five, and then we'll, we'll pick I, one. I'm anxious to see what you think we should call him because Mike is is a observationist. Nick, yeah, nickname master. He is a nickname master. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you what he calls me, but it's not it's nope. not clean even not for this PC. for this show. So Mike, well, um, we're going to do top five running backs off of that Nick Chubb video. So this is uh, producer Mike will give us his list, and then we'll sort of weigh in on it as you go by. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and we're also a podcast. So, by the way, if you're not watching live, we'll have a podcast version later. And please comment in the chat. We'll be watching and we'll we're paying attention to all your, your comments. Guys comments in. We're paying attention. Can we get, Let's get to hey, the list. Just real, can we get producer Mike a better backdrop so it doesn't look like we're it's visiting? It'll we're, be it here looks tomorrow. like we're visiting him in prison right now. I said the same <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like he's he's coming live to us from a high school dugout. Yeah. Uh, and the new background's coming up. <laughs> That's we'll check better. This out. Or Hold a Division three guy. Or so we got Division Anthony three back college here producing dorm room. The, the YouTube comments, so and it's coming. It's coming. All right, it's got to look clean back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to look better than that. All right, what's your top five? All right, we're starting with number five. Austin Eckler, the Chargers, 911 rushing yards, Underrated. 12 touchdowns, almost 700 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. He played all 16 games. Versatile, can do it all. Yeah, I love him. Very I underrated. like the versatility of him. Very underrated guy. Yeah. I, a lot of people will shake their head. He's been one of the most consistent backs in the league the last few years. That's the look of a man who uh, also had him fall off on his fantasy team this year. <laughs> yeah. That's what he did for me. I'm yeah, just no, like, Eckler! cost me the championship. <laughs> All right, who's, no, who's number four? Number four, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He's okay. a little hurt, but when he's healthy, as good as anyone in the league, just look at his game against the Steelers last year. 206 okay. yards, two touchdowns. When he's on, he's unstoppable. He, and you know what? He played a couple of games where he had legitimate injuries last year and can still be a workhorse. What I like, that's what I like about him. I want a guy yeah. that can work through injury and play through injury. He's super tough. There's not many bell cow backs these days. Guys that are just no. taking every carry. He's one of the few. I think that's because the league sort of a couple of years ago decided they were going to do running back by committee. Yeah. That's the one thing I hate the most about the Browns, by the way. One series, you'll see Chubb. The next series, you'll see Hunt. Chubb, Hunt, Chubb, Hunt. Why, why they don't use them together is beyond me. That's yeah. another topic. What's number three? You let me right there. Nick Chubb, number three. 1,250 Ooh. rushing yards last year, 12 okay. touchdowns, five and a half yards per carry. And how about this for a stat? A 31% missed tackle rate, according to yeah. Pro Football. Where does that rank? Do you know? It is best in the league. Best I was yeah, going to no say. Doubt. Yeah, to no your doubt. point of him being the hardest guy to tackle. The yeah. only flaw in Nick Chubb's game is he's not a great pass catcher. I mean, they don't use him that much. Yeah, I don't know that he's that's not a great. I think it's they don't he use can, him. He can catch the rock a little bit. I just think they use Kareem Hunt more in that, right. that, that area. Yeah, but he's not the, like, Eckler and Cook and, and some of these other guys, McCaffrey when he's healthy. Those guys are elite pass catchers. Sure. That's not Nick Chubb's strength. No, but I think in another system, it, he, he could be adequate. He could be more. He, he definitely could do right, more. All right, uh, your last two. Number two, Derrick Henry. It's the durability that knocks him off from number one. He did have 937 yards, 10 rushing touchdowns last year, but he only played in nine games. Missed half the season. Can't be number one if you miss half the season. Yeah, uh, but he never missed that. any time before last year. No, he's my yeah. number one. Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll tell you yeah. that right now. And I know that you can look at his card last year and say, wait, you got to be able before you can mm-hmm. tap into availability, you know, that whole thing. But I, I just think that he changed lives for the Titans in the playoffs two years ago. They were beating teams they shouldn't have beaten right? because they just gave the ball to him and mm-hmm. said, take us to the finish line. Derrick yeah. Derek Henry has been elite for the, like the last three years. If you look at what his production was before he got hurt, it was it He was, was out, best it, in the league. Yeah. He, he, I think he, he is the most impactful 18, running 19, back. 1,900 And who's your top uh, running back it's in the Jonathan, league? Jonathan Taylor, NFL's rushing leader last year, yeah. 1,800 okay. rushing yards. That was 600 more than Nick Chubb, who was second in the league. He also had four touchdowns. 
And this was with Carson Wentz as his quarterback. They were putting eight, nine guys in the box every time. Yeah. He played all 17 Wait, games. To me, it's an easy choice. Did you say he, he won the rushing title by 600 yards? Nick Chubb was yeah. second in the league yeah. with 1,200 yards. I didn't realize wow. it was that oh, big yeah. of a disparity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That he is played all 17 games. He had 1,811 rushing yards. That's 600 more than Nick Chubb at number two. Wow. Hard to argue. Overall, I, I, the Austin Eckler pick for me. Uh, I, Who's I'll, missing from the list? Who Aaron, are you putting in? Aaron Jones is better than Austin. No, Aaron Jones, no I, way. Aaron Jones is better than Austin Eckler. Nah. Eckler's so diverse, man. You can get him the ball in so many ways. Aaron Jones catches the rock too. Aaron Jones has more breakaway speed. Aaron Jones is nice. You could have put Alvin Kamara in there. He had a down year a little bit as well. I think Joe Mixon can make the back end of that list as well. Yeah, he's uh, a, he's he's pushing into that top yeah. five. Uh, but I got to have Derrick Henry number one. Derek, I, I know he missed uh, Jonathan Taylor for the full season last year was the best, but I, I'm not going to make my top five list based only on last year. I need a body of work. I do too. And, That's and why I wouldn't have yeah. Taylor number one. That should be right. specified. Taylor is the whole body of work or just pa- based on past Yeah, year. and we didn't really say whether this was just based off last year. I think the way I may, maybe the way I look at it is if there were if there were to be a draft tomorrow right. of mm-hmm. running backs. Who, you Who are you taking? Well, then, then Mike's right, because Taylor would go so, one because he's younger, less wear and tear. Well, but I see, I, I'm, this is going to sound like I'm a homer. Yeah, I'm, I, might I, I, am, Chubb. I am. I am. I'm, I'm taking Chubb. Chubb number one. I think the only thing, the only person that can stop Nick Chubb is Kevin Stefanski. Mm. He doesn't get a That's lot it. of touches. Or if he tries to squat 720. <laughs> that <laughs> could stop him, too. Please don't try Please that. Please don't do that. Please. I think the bar snaps. At what point does the bar snap? Well, it, I don't want to find yeah. out. I don't no, want to find when out. It's, when it's bowing like that. You're very strong. Please stop doing that. Can you that. imagine what that would look and sound like if the bar ever did snap? I don't want to think so, about so that. Can you, can you imagine Nick that? Nick Chubb be in big so, trouble. To power, lifters, that's, I'm gonna say, to power lifters, that's light. Like, yeah, but they use a yeah, special reinforced bar yeah, too. He's an yeah. NFL running back, though. Yeah, That's different. Was, yeah, it's, yeah it's I don't crazy. want. I don't want my. I don't NFL care if a power lifter back. gets hurt from and Russia. Tore, or, and he tore ACL, and he still does. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah, you know what's nuts. funny, guys? It's before nuts. we wrap this up, it, it, things change in a hurry. Right? A couple of years ago, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley might have been one, two, and now yep. you don't even think about them because they've been yeah. hurt yep. so much the last few I know. years. And well, it, that that's why the league, by the way, has gone to running back by committee. If you look at the load that McCaffrey was carrying. Yeah, I mean, I, I had him that year in fantasy, so I'm like, ride yeah. him, ride right. him. But if you're a general manager, you have to think longevity. And in a position that a shelf life at, for running back in the NFL is about five years. It's actually yeah. less than five years for the average running back. You can't run a guy. And I know that, you know, maybe that's what Stefanski is doing with Chubb. It's not, you know, it's not that we have him for a minute. It's how long we have him. But I, when the biggest play of the game is going on and you've got Nick Chubb on the sideline in a raincoat, yeah. And the other, t- I mean, even even if you're not going to give him the ball, put him out there as a decoy. I know? agree. I think if you look at Nick Chubb's touches per game, it's a it's a fine number. I don't think it's way too low. But there are key moments in the game where he's my best back. I've yeah. got to have. Him I want to see him touch the ball ten yeah. times in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, even if his total number is 25 and yeah. you give him 15 in the first three, he needs to be your workhorse when the game is in the balance. And for some reason. Too many Not times always. last year, I'm asking my question. I'm asking my television. Yeah. Why is Nick Chubb in a raincoat? Right. And look at his numbers in the fourth quarter. They're ridiculous. He gets stronger as the game goes on. Yep. Re- yeah. Really quickly, I think we're going to have a great conversation moving forward as training camp comes up. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns has the, have the most loaded backfield in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, the, the new kid yeah, from no Cincinnati, uh, uh, when you look at Dearness uh, Johnson, Johnson is, I think is, someone's going to be traded. I'm not sure Hunt's going to be Dearness here. Johnson he's, could start for a starting back. And that's why I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if, if Hunt was traded. 
I've been saying that for a few months. It, yeah, it's just it makes sense yeah. because you've got you've got such depth, and you're right. Collectively, I think we have more talent in the backfield than any team in the NFL. Yeah, and yeah. that includes Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you throw you know, him in that backfield. I mean, <laughs> you know that, that that brings up a good point. So as we try to figure out what's going to happen in 2022 with the Browns, we heard recently that Watson's about to give two two depositions in his uh, in his civil trials. And then he'll give another deposition in July. So this, these things are moving forward. What we don't know is what the commissioner is going to do. We don't know if he's going to be suspended. We don't know if he's just going to kind of hold judgment until we get some sort of verdict from the civil trials. We don't know. But let's, just for the sake of this conversation, move forward with the fact that they've got to play some games this year to start the season without Watson. Whether that's right. two, four, six, eight, I don't know. Who is the biggest benefactor? of a Cleveland Browns offense moving forward if Chubb isn't on the field. Mike, who do you got? The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> no, I, I You mean if Watson, Watson, if Watson Yeah, Watson, not yeah. Chubb. Watson. Yeah. yeah. No. If Watson's not on the field, who benefits the most? Sure. You're right, I, it is the I, No, I'd imagine I'd imagine it would be Nick Chubb in that case because yeah. you'd be more reliant on the on the running game, right? I mean is that I that, don't think that yeah, I don't think there's I any assume. doubt about yeah. this. I, I mean, don't think there's just, any doubt about it. Does anybody disagree with that? No. 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 I mean the, the, the entire backfield. I I, I think I don't know. look at it as a benefit though. I mean Well, whose yeah. stock is gonna rise individually? So if you look at this from a fantasy standpoint, it, 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 I think Chubb's already one of the most valuable players yeah. in the fantasy draft. But if you're telling me that Watson isn't going to play, I want Watson maybe one or two, or I want Chubb maybe one or two in the fantasy draft because he's your offense is gonna is gonna circle around him 100. percent Right, but the defense is gonna be well. a lot more focused on sure him they will. too. Right? To, to to Mike Stat, he's the yeah. toughest guy in the league to, to bring down. He is. I, I think if you look at it from a fantasy perspective. There's viable people in the backfield. If you look at Nick Chubb, I think he's a first-round pick. If you look at Kareem Hunt, you wouldn't do bad by having him as as a, yeah. a third-round guy that can get Nick touches Chubb's too. a borderline first-rounder in fantasy because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Yes, yeah. but, but That's the, from a fantasy perspective, and because Kareem of Kareem Hunt, Hunt right? and because of Kareem yeah, Hunt, sure. and Kareem Hunt catches balls. He catches yes. balls out of the backfield, and he's a goal line threat. So. I, I think the, the the offensive line in, in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the backs, they'll just show out during those those four games. It kind of does, Mike, yeah. turn them into a run team. Yeah, and I hope that this offensive line is for real. That's my biggest fear right now. Is Are just, you afraid they're not? I'm a little. I mean, they're just unproven at this point, and I think we're we're just assuming that it's all going to yeah. gel in a way that you know. And I, that's one of my biggest fears right now. Yeah. I think Mike brings up a good point. We know the guards are really good. Batonio yeah. and Teller at this. Uh, Batonio's yeah. been a short thing for a while. Yeah. Teller's a short thing. We don't Jack Conklin's the- a really good right tackle, but he's been hurt a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's had a lot of serious injuries. The kid at left tackle, you know, he played well, you know, pretty well as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Last year, he was hurt the whole year, and he was, you know, shaky. And at center, we're either going with, uh, what's his name, Ethan Pochich, who they got yeah. Nick Harris. or Nick Harris, who was a rookie a couple of years ago. I think they're so in on Harris. Questions. I think it's all Harris Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. But, you know, he's unproven. He hasn't really played center mm-hmm. much because Treader – I still did, don't understand why they let Shredder go. I know it's a salary well, cap thing. But it was. It was totally salary cap. And you're not going to get. Think, a, you're not going to get Deshaun Watson if you don't clear that money off your books. I find another way than giving up my center. But it's what they must really believe in Harris. And well, we, they must be believe in, in uh, Calhoun or their, their offensive line coach because when you look at uh, what they've been able to do, they've developed some guys. For yeah. me, 
Conklin to me is the biggest question mark. When you have that series of a knee injury, I don't know if he's going to come back and be that completely sold on Jedrick. No, I thought Jedrick Wills was a right tackle. I never thought he was a left tackle. He yeah. played right tackle at Alabama. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine, guys. You think he can he'll Callahan, bounce back? Just to clarify, I think he's Callahan. Callahan. Yeah, so Callahan. Yeah. So Bill, Bill Callahan, Callahan yeah. is the best line coach in football, and he's there's great. very few position coaches where you can say that definitively. I think everybody in the league just now recognizes this guy as the guru of offensive line coach. One name I'm not hearing a lot, though, is uh, Blake Hance, who played a lot of t- games last year. Yeah, like, too we're much just for assuming. some fans. Exactly. We, we, when you look at this offensive line that we're all talking about and saying, like, oh, we're good, we're forgetting how many games that you, you, people were injured last year. We had right. Blake Hance and people like that stepping in. Yeah. And that did not end well. You know no. what it – I think, Mike, what it showed last year is your offensive line is only as good as your second-tier guys. You're, yeah. you're, because – when you're talking about a position where it's ACL injuries happen so often, they all wear the braces on both legs yeah. as preventatives. That's right. So it's a position where guys always get hurt. And at some point in the season, I always like to look at the different combinations that teams use at offensive line. The teams that end up ending the season where all five guys started all 17 games. And mm-hmm. by the way, that almost never happens. But when it does, that team is usually one of the yeah. upper tier teams because it, that that I always look at the line not as one position. Right. That is more a unit than any other position room on the team. Yeah. And they work in concert with one another and they have to be on the same page. And to your point, Jay, I think if you ask most teams, would you rather have five good solid offensive linemen or two or three great guys and then two guys who are barely startable. Yeah. You'd rather have five good solid players I'll take that. than a couple of stars mm-hmm. and a couple I'll of I'll take that because yeah. you know what? Defenses are gonna find wherever strong that, is the weakest that's right. link. That's right. And wherever it is, we saw it last year in the Steelers game. We talked yesterday about Baker's conspiracy theory that, that the Browns sabotaged him. Um, it's too easy in with film study now to look at an offensive line and yeah. figure out within five or six plays mm-hmm. where you're going to attack. So you start double teaming, you start stunting, you start sending guys on blitzes and they're all going for the weak link. Give me the five really strong guys, no superstars, but also no schleps. I don't want because if you have no one schleps. Weak link, yeah, that should be their motto moving forward. <laughs> I, I think no schleps. We're the Browns. Room. No schleps. I think what you're going to find out is is just how doggone good Deshaun Watson is. Those oh, yeah. plays where it's third and seven and he just twinkle toes outside. And it's a thing. Of, it's eight, a thing of beauty. Eight it is. nine yards. And Hope we get to see it. Move move these chains and then you get back and run play action. <laughs> yeah, those things that that was that was funny. Just quick. <laughs> I hope we get to see, it, want to see it soon. 2024, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Coming to a theater can, you. Can you but think about this, G. That? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> think about this, G. He, in Houston, he always played behind terrible offense. Yeah, he did not yeah. have a good That's offensive line awful. there. Which is in large part why he had to tuck the football and run a lot. If you, exactly. if, you, if you have a quarterback like that who's standing behind a great offensive line, it just makes your pass game that much better because now he can stand back there for an extra second. Mm-hmm. What if he gets here and he's terrible when he's not in fe- constant fear of his life? Like, what if that's what made him so good? <laughs> yeah, right. Was his, his like, team was so terrible. Guys, stop right blocking so uh-huh. well. I can only play this position when I'm terrified. I don't know how to terrified. think like this. So he's Bambi, then. <laughs> yep, I barely feel threatened. <laughs> well, then I, they'll put Blake Hans back in. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Blake, get in there. <laughs> Every guy has Strike a role. Strike the fear of God back into him. <laughs> Every guy has a role. All right, we're back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I uh, want to give this quick reminder. We are There's so many ways that you can consume the show. The best way, I think, is to just go to our YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search out Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. But there's a lot of other ways. We're on the Channel 3 app. 
the WKYC 3 News app. So if you want to stream us on the app, you can do it that way. And also, some folks are, are really into podcasts and they want to listen when they are driving or do whatever. You can get this podcast. It's available wherever you find your podcasts. So Is it Spotify, weird that Apple, whatever. I'm like helping out on the show and I still don't know exactly where it's going or how it's actually I'm being with you. There's like 40 different ways to ingest it. Yeah, I know. And they've tried to explain it to me. They're like, it's also a streaming service that you get on. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. how, how do I tell my mom to watch Yeah, it? yeah exactly. You know? My mom actually said yesterday that she found the show. My wow. mom couldn't figure She's it out. She's 82. Yeah. She's like, I can't watch it live. I can only see it back on video. <laughs> Just call and tell me about it afterwards. She'll figure it out. She'll yeah, be, eventually you know what? she'll it, get it, there. It's the young kids that are doing it. Yeah. Let's uh, come back. G. Bush, what, what are they saying in the chat room? Do we uh, have any nickname uh, yeah, suggestions? Yeah, we Mike? got some. Matter of fact, when you guys are in here, please hit that notification bell. Make sure you subscribe yes. to the channel. So we do yeah. watch this, right? We do are watching. So let's get to some of these chats. Brandon Andrews says, hey, call Mike Tenders. Like just tenders. Oh, tenders. Just Off tenders. Chicken tenders. Just, like just that. tenders. That's a contender. Like that. That's uh, a contender. Uh, Ryan Ronick says childish Mike, like kind of like childish uh -huh. Gambino, yeah, yeah. right? Right. Yep. Okay. Um, he does look twelve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like thirteen. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bruno says prison Mike. Oh, because of his background. Yeah, he does have right. a prison. Uh, I don't oh, hate I like that. this. I, I don't hate, don't hate don't, that. You don't deserve to be that that hard. Oh. You, you like, yeah, you I, you're right. You're too soft to be exactly. called prison Mike. By, by the way, you barely know me. Over <laughs> under three true. and a half days that Mike would last in prison. <laughs> under. <laughs> under three oh and a half. Oh, my gosh. Protective no way. custody. That, that yeah. little treat. He, no. He, he, but you know what? He'd get major playground cred with his three with his three-point shooting ability. He would. Like, that would impress. They probably heard of him. That would impress in the prison yard. Here's one. He might. You might want to go ahead and get a t-shirt made ready for this fro says your name should be mic'd up that's kind no. of oh, mic'd up that's like kind it. of fire like it, it. Uh, we, but he can't be cool we don't want him to have a it can't be a cool <laughs> name so it's got to be derogatory yeah, it doesn't have to be right. derogatory it just it just can't be something that makes him seem cooler than he is or in fairness lamer than he is we just got to find that sweet spot that's yeah. a good point but also we, we do have some um comments on your, your running back list here mike yeah uh, here. uh tyler Witzel says i i got uh JT first, uh, that's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Henry uh, second, Chubb third, Cook fourth, and then Bull, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon sneaking in at the five. Yeah. Like the like that a lot. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and like that too. Bruce Elliott says I I totally agree with Mixon, um, and Mixon is over Eckler. So you guys keep coming at in, keep um, keep pouring those comments in, uh, and keep it going. We will be watching this, and we will be going throughout the show. Um, you know, letting you guys. I like fingers. Finger. I like I like yeah, tender, fingers. Tenders. tenders. I like tenders. I'm fingers. sorry, not fingers. <laughs> I'm not calling not them fingers, fingers, bro. That's a little bit. No. Yeah. I'm thinking about no. you know well, why I thought call fingers. Them three fingers. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I thought of fingers is because I'm looking at myself on the camera and I see my my belly looks particularly that, big today. That is Paul. Like worthy. I know that I'm not thin, but I don't. Maybe it's because it's Mike what's is so with, skinny. What does that mean with fingers though? I You're, thought dude, of I was thinking of my belly. There's the close up. Body parts in general. I was thinking of body parts. Okay, I got So I went to fingers instead of tenders. I'm with you, Mike. is looking at your belly. Get off that shot. <laughs> yeah, before, look at that, guys. But you know, Mike the, is. Uh, take the camera off me now. It's enough. Right. Mike is. <laughs> it just keeps going. Look, they're zooming yeah. in. Do, 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 okay. Do, do, do. So we. If we get I'm hungry. Right. I'm hungry. 
Mike is so skinny, it's disconcerting. But we're again. He's too, you're too skinny, you I make have, me look fatter. I have, listen, I have it's ulcer- inappropriate. I have ulcerative colitis. That's I have your a, problem. I, you're right. Gain some weight, will you? All right, I'll work on it. Is I just, that, that's the UC they talk about on the commercials? Yeah, you should try it. They've got a lot of drugs that they it's advertise great. for that. Yeah, when, they Brad Seller, when Brad Sellers was here, he's so tall, nobody's paying attention to my belly. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. I we've know, intentionally, so on Mondays and Fridays, Brad yeah. Sellers will sit uh-huh. there. Yeah. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, Polk will sit there. And Mike is a lot taller than people realize. You probably hear a lot. Man, you're, you're a lot taller than I thought. What yeah. are you, 6'4"? Uh, probably not quite that, but probably like 6'2", 6'3". You don't right. know exactly how tall you are? I don't, no. I well, we shrink. We no. shrink. I, haven't, I, didn't, I wasn't like at the combine or anything <laughs> where I, anyone needed to know. I don't know. I'm, I probably shrunk a little bit. They stopped yeah. doing that at the, your, your pediatrician. Started yeah. Being like, your son is, is above average height and weight. Mm-hmm. You're like, he's going to be a monster. No, he's 5'8". <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about Tom Brady because I was fascinated when this news broke earlier today. I heard this. Tom Brady, who is coming back to play with the Patriots, and even though a lot of folks think that it's year to year, I'm told that Tom isn't completely set on the idea that he's not got two more years in him right now, and then he'll reassess. Mm-hmm. He's going to play until he's not good, any, until, until I feel like he thinks he can't be the best. Last year, to me, he was still the quarterback I want if I've got a fourth quarter drive and I need to score. He's still that guy. He's going to be the Fox lead analyst for their main NFL games on Sunday, which is usually the late game. He's going to jump right into that role as soon as his playing career is over, whether that's 2023, four, whenever. How's... Do you like that? How's Brady going to be as an analyst? Well, it's Mike? fun. It's fun planning. That stinks to plan that out for Fox too. Just waiting to see if Tom Brady feels like coming. I mean, <laughs> right. they got to think about hiring someone. Yeah. Then you got somebody who's just like, you're hired unless Tom Brady feels like continuing this. Well, they right? have someone already, right? So they have how's that guy No, feel? they really don't. Like well, they Aikman. Don't? So Aikman's moving. Right. Okay, but they and, will have someone. Well, Greg Olson right now yeah. is has been elevated okay. into Isn't that, that number one. Isn't that insulting to him? Greg Olson has to hang around. It is. But if you're Greg Olson, also who, by the way, does a tremendous job yeah. I think Greg Olson has great command of the broadcast however <laughs> you're being tapped on the shoulder by Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean Greg Olson is like all right I'm out. Yeah. Yep, I got it imagine if he if he takes over in 2024 Fox has the Super Bowl that year who do you most want to hear during a Super Bowl broadcast I think Tom Brady should sign with all the networks and whoever has the Super Bowl that year Rotate. that's who he works with <laughs> so when CBS has the Super Bowl Tony Romo goes to Fox and and Tom Brady calls all CBS games that year so I can hear him on the Super Bowl. Are we just assuming, though, that his greatness will translate into the booth? I am. Because I can't necessarily say that's true. Some people who are great at one thing are horrible at another. And even if he he obviously understands the game better than almost anybody, but like just assuming that he's going to be charismatic or fun or interesting to listen to is. And will he be honest? Right. That's my concern. I, I. a lot of these analysts are not honest. They're not willing to criticize. Mm-hmm. Or they don't have strong enough opinions about certain things. Like, if I if I ask you, is Baker Mayfield a starting quarterback? Don't give me, well, he had a good year and mm-hmm. a bad. No, you got to at least say he's good, keep him, or he's trash. In right. my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, yeah. And, no, no disrespect. And, and I don't think there's anybody more qualified, particularly to talk about quarterback play, but Tom Brady is – I think the best thing on television right now, and I think this is the biggest advent, this is the biggest new thing in TV since the first downline was added to the NFL games, yeah. is the Manning broadcast on ESPN. But here's the thing, Jay. I loved it at first. I love it. My only problem with it is it's too many interviews. 
I, I don't I want agree interviews with that. the whole time. Yeah, but I, I want I love the analysis that I was getting from the Manning brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I Peyton's do too. the better personality, but Eli's got a secretly like a quietly pretty funny personality and they're both, too. No, they're both really funny. They're really good. I don't I don't they they got to the point where they were only the whole game was interviews and I want well, more of them, but so, I but I, I agree. I think if they tweak it a little bit, it's it's great because I love watching. It. I won't watch it if it's a Browns game because I don't want to yeah, watch. Wanna, a Brown, right. I want to be more yeah, serious, right. and I don't want to hear an interview with right. somebody that goes on for an entire quarter. But I will say, when they bring the right guest in, like when they bring a Brett Favre in, sure, yeah, and you're talking so deep in the weeds about quarterback play, and you've got three of the greatest quarterback minds, really, of our era. Mannings and Favre, I'm going to sit and listen to them talk about quarterback play until they have nothing left to say. And it's it's fascinating. But I think on that end, I think that you're right, Mike. Not everybody translates. We've seen where a lot of times in broadcasts where they've said, this person is going to be the next great thing, and they give them a boatload of money. Do you know, guys, if if Brady does this, he's not going to take much of a pay cut. Oh, I would. They're, yeah. they're estimating that his That's salary. That's good. He won't be, be on the street. Between, yeah, he's definitely not <laughs> going to be on the street. Watch this bull. 20 to yeah. 30 million is the expected pay. Yeah. Now, you talk about people that was trash. Hey, man, who's the. We talk about the people that's good. You, you've been in the building a long time. Sure. Who, who's the worst to ever do it? Play by play? Yeah, who's the worst? I would, I would, no, let's go, I to, want, let's play, go play. to analysts. analysts I, I respect analysts. all the play by play guys. I think they're all good. Now, I have to preface my answer. I'm going to he's like, who's not answer. in my cell phone? That's <laughs> who he's th- I, what he's I, thinking I think, right now. No, no. I think, I think no. I'm going to give my, right, my opinion. I think that Emmett Smith wasn't great. I can't he, even he, remember Emmett doing games. Well, there's a reason, right? Because he wasn't great. Rush Limbaugh. He did it. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, and Dennis Miller did it, too. Was, yeah. yeah. And in the vein of funny guys doing sports, it's really hard to do. Kornheiser was bad it's on super that. Hard. Kornheiser was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I, Dennis that Miller, I didn't think was good either. Work. Dennis is just, he's got a weird brand of humor anyhow. Yeah. You either like him or you don't, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't. And yeah. now you're putting him in a sports press box. I just I thought that was a bad, bad take that Dennis deal. Miller. You were bad at that. Yeah, <laughs> thirty five years ago. I, I think Dennis. I like his brand of humor. I think Dennis Miller is yeah, funny, funny. But God, he, he was awful as yeah. a as a color guy. That's not what you recently. Wanted at all. What did you want? I don't think yeah, Booker's yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> he, 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 he kept the the, this, the silent ones, the yep. the pillars of our industry to the left. Mm-hmm. We have. They, I, I all believe in them. I get it. <laughs> I'm not shooting at Eagles. I'm not a big Tony Romo guy. You're the worst guy. I'm not a Tony Romo guy. I love Tony Romo. I think to me, he and I don't know if this is true or not. He feels like he's, I feel like he's guessing. He doesn't even know all the rules. He's always asking Jim Nance for the rules. Like, you played in the NFL for a long time. How do you not know all the rules? He doesn't know how to pronounce guys' names. Like, I'm okay with that. He's not there for that. That's what the play-by-play guy is there for. He's there to tell me what's going to happen yeah, be, and what he, is happening. He got a crystal ball. And I'll tell you, there, there were a lot of executives that were mixed on him yeah. early on. Do you remember early on he was saying, oh, they're going to, a, a quick screen pass to the right. And he was calling plays. And you can yeah. tell Jim Nance hated it. Mm. Jim yeah. Nance wasn't into that yeah. at all. You know, we're not here to predict. Yep. But the viewers yep. loved it. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he was right about 90% of the time. Yeah. And it was typically, he, would, he wouldn't call every play, but it was typically when he would see a quarterback put a guy in motion, he would tell you why he's doing that. He's trying to bring the corner over the top or the safety over the top to the right side. That means they're going to the left side. 
just by the alignment they're in. And he was really good at that. I, I thought he added great insight on that. Ending. I actually liked him better when he first started, and I think he's not as good. I don't okay. know. I, maybe he's Tony, not working as hard. Tony, he's, he's the most coveted I'm, guy in the business yeah, right now. Well, to, 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 to I guess my opinion colors. doesn't matter. But. Tony <laughs> Romo, very polarizing. Yeah. Can we do the Cavs Awards? We can do Let's the Cavs Awards. All right, we here we go. Have. So, Mike, <laughs> right. set this up. I'm not quite sure exactly all right, what all this it is. is so. Cavs had a surprisingly good season, as we all know. They were uh, not supposed to be all that good, and it turned out that they were very good, and that was very exciting for everybody. Season wrapped up a little bit um, unceremoniously. Wish it wouldn't have happened that way, but they do still deserve some awards when we look back at this year, and I want Absolutely. to hear what you guys think of All the right. awards that All I right. have offered to them. Great. Okay, let's start with our first award. Most widely held basketball theory that may have that the Cavs may have helped to disprove, and that is that tall ball is over. Is that true? Mobley, yeah. Allen, and Markinen all showed up, and they all did very well. And I even included Taco Fall just for fun because he's so fun to look at. <laughs> right. But we've been hearing for years that tall ball's over. Is it over, guys? And did we just did we just prove that that's not true? I think that's why they had so much success because teams defensively aren't built to stop that. Yeah. So they just and they ran over teams with tall ball. I, I think tall ball worked because they had a couple of guys that could do a lot of different things. I think Laurie Marketing was the cog that made it work mm -hmm. when he was hurt. Yeah. They, when they, they had hurt, they struggled. Didn't look, didn't look didn't look too good. As yeah. someone that liked '80s and '90s basketball a lot better than modern basketball. Right. I hope it's coming back. I don't think the Cavs proved it because they didn't go anywhere when it right. mattered. But time will tell. I mean, I think they can. I hope we can get some variety in the Wait NBA. Wait till these guys mature a little bit. Yeah. And There's a lot of talent. You, Those guys are, are all gonna signed. Have to, the, the, the thing is, it's a copycat league, just like the NFL. Yep. If they become a difficult matchup for every mm -hmm. team in the league, which we saw that this season. We saw teams were like, Looking around, like, how are we supposed to stop that? We're yeah. not built to stop that. Right. So I think, and they're all tall. They're all like, not none of them are Andre Drummond slow either. Like, all of them can they get can out, move. defend the three and stuff. Oh, I think point. it just proves that anytime we're making just sweeping like comments and generalizations and saying tall ball is completely over, sometimes it's just a matter of finding the right personnel right. Yeah. and the right system, and it and it, and it can work. It's an interesting team willing philosophy. to do it, and a team willing to do yeah. it. And the Cavs are all in on it. They were. I, I like it. We were I, all I questioning it. I think before the season. I was for us. sure. I'm like, what are they yeah. doing? This is dead right but now I think it's I think it's back and they did it next category most widely held basketball theory that the Cavs may have helped to prove and that would be that it is hard to win with two smaller guards starting in the same backcourt now we had uh, you know Darius Garland and, and Colin Sexton at the beginning of the year who actually played pretty well together but then Garland came into his own once uh, once Sexton went down yeah. is that does that prove first of all that people were right and those two can't play together I don't think it proves it I, we don't it wasn't enough games but we talked about this yesterday. I mean, I, I think the Cavs need to get better at the guard position. They need to get better at the wing position, too. You know, but uh, and if they have to move on from Colin Sexton to do it, they should. Mike, put that put that graphic back up here. Look look how short and small these dudes look right here, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they if y'all well, we don't have with, a reference look, point. Look right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Colin Sexton look like he about five seven and a half right there. <laughs> well, with with them pictures, no, they're not playing in the same backcourt. We're gonna get destroyed. But all jokes aside, I think you know, I'm, I'm more of a guy that thinks like this. Karis Levert is six foot six, mm -hmm. and he didn't show me what I needed to see. He's just tall. You can be short. <laughs> And good and tall and terrible. Karis LeVert didn't show me what I needed to see. I, I think Colin Sexton was the missing cog. And if he Colin was was available, I think they would have went to the playoffs. I second that. I want to see them together more. I haven't seen them together enough. Regardless, was know. it good for the growth of Darius Garland that Colin Sexton was hurt this year? Because it was the best the thing that away. happened to Garland, absolutely. Because I, now he didn't have to work in the shadow of. Mm -hmm. He could assert himself yep. a little bit more. And I think... 
He he surprised everybody, I think. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he, he would have done good. it either way. I he, really he, do. I think he was ready to pop. I think it would have happened either way. I, I just want to see the yeah. two of them together more. And like I know yesterday we talked about trading Sexton right. and how that would make the Cavs a better team, particularly if you got the right Well, part. the specific trade. I, d- I don't want yeah. to trade him just to trade him. No, yeah. but I think that before you do that, I do want to see a body of work with these guys, even if it's 40 games, whatever. Yeah. I want to see them both together, healthy, how they interact, how they share the ball. Can the team... You know, sometimes you need two basketballs, if you, yep. depending on who you have out there. Yeah. I think I also think that Ricky Rubio was a huge help in the beginning of the season, training no those guards how to be uh, yes. professional his profe- guards. Yeah, his professionalism. Helped. Moving on, worst year for an alumni of the Cavaliers 2016 championship team. That mm, goes to LeBron James. Yeah, oh, okay, great. Right that's there. fine. So, obviously, he had great stats, despite the fact that he's so old that he was uh, playing when Carl Malone was playing. That's actually true, which is amazing to yeah. me. Um, but he also did not pull pull his team across the finish line in the way that he has in the past. This is a team – this is a guy that took uh, Danielle Marshall and Eric Snow to the NBA Finals. And Once somehow, with that group, uh, I have it – he was tw- – they were 25-31 and 31 when he was on the court this season with, with LeBron. He was on. I don't think we've ever there. seen that. Yeah, have so we? what does that tell? us is he on his way down can he not do this at that level anymore no, no I think the talent around him stunk however he's part of the reason for that because he was the one that kind of pressured I don't the know, team I, don't know. They stink? I don't think they stink I think it was a chemistry experiment that went horribly wrong well they had three really talented players and the rest of the team was pretty awful but mm-hmm. in the big three era that's yeah, enough but, to get teams right over and the, the chemistry was terrible they but, they the but they wanted playoffs but they wanted Russell Westbrook there no I know but yeah. I, I think more than anything I think when things go south with LeBron he gets all the He way. is a front runner, guys. We've yeah. seen that time and time yep. again in the Celtics series when he basically said, I'm done, I give up. Mm-hmm. When LeBron wants to play and he's engaged and interested, he can dominate a game, he can dominate a series, he can dominate a season. But I think we saw early on in November there were signs that this thing was not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it went terribly south from there. And yeah. quite frankly, I think all of their season ticket holders deserve a refund. G. Bush is champ, champ, champion of the bit. What do you think? Uh, well, listen, Le- LeBron James, you you guys know he could have won the scoring title this year, right? If he wanted to, yeah. Like, he, he, he sat out the last game. He averaged yeah. 30 points a game, and he's like yeah. 100, right. right? If you look at it, the reason the Lakers are trash is because of Anthony Davis. He can't stay healthy. He was supposed to be their best player right now. Right. He's not. No. Russell Westbrook was a move out of haste. That didn't really work but out. But LeBron wanted that move, so he's got to take some of the blame. Hey, I'll that. give him that blame. Yeah. But for me, 2016, worst 2016 guy having the worst year ever is Kyrie Irving. He's having the worst year. Wasn't yeah. a good year for Kyrie. Uh, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, he he braced, basically he, said, "I'm not going to get vaccinated." Yeah. Yeah. Then he he, he the checked team. out. Yeah. Then Harden left. But at least they made the playoffs. Yeah, he made the playoffs despite I mean, all that. I know. Oh, let's move on. The best. Right, yeah. Next, let's, next let's the, yeah. the best year for an alumni of the Cavaliers 2016 championship. This was a tie between Kevin Love who came, had a very strong season, came yeah. back strong, looked like he wanted to be there. Almost mm-hmm. the NBA's sixth man. Yep. Almost, and, pro- and possibly should have been, depending on how you quantify that. And J.R. Smith, obviously. Oh, yeah, there you go. 4.0, everybody. At, there you and, go. And golf scholarship, I believe. Who right? saw that coming? Nobody. Yeah. Raise your hand. I love that dude. Living so his best I do life. Too. I yeah. love Just him went back man. to college, man. Shout out to J.R. Smith. Who mm-hmm. gets to go? Well, can you imagine? I, I pay thousands to go back. <laughs> Just to right now. Just See? one day. You <laughs> think about where his reputation and was go. and not where him. it is now. Yes, exactly. Right. Jr. had the had a really bad reputation, and now it's like we all think highly of Jr. Smith. I think he's yep. matured as Big a human time. being. Uh, uh, he's way the more than I thought he could. Yeah. He I love Jr. Smith, and kudos to what he's doing. 
emphasizing education, and he's he's playing golf in college. Yep, and I think college seems like it'd be really fun to go back to when you think about it for a second. But we get there, and, and in one day, we'd be like, "Get me out of here right now." I it's feel like I wouldn't want to go to class, but the rest of it. I want yeah. to go to class with Jr. Yeah, I want to be his bio. I want to hear the que- I want to hear the questions he asks <laughs> the professor. That'd be fantastic. All right, what's your okay? Topic? Next one. Um, best offseason acquisition, or who looks like a really tall eight-year-old boy. And that would be Finnish <laughs> sensation, Lori Markkinen. There yeah. he is, everybody. I don't even think there's a, a, a guy we can put as number two in that role. No, no that's him. No, ta- I thought Taco Fall, maybe. Taco Fall, no. He, he, looks, like, he looks like a Rick Does Baker Does shave? Does yeah. he need to shave yet? No, he, but he, <laughs> I, I, I'm in love with Lori uh, Markkinen. I think he's been uh, fantastic the whole season. And right. what a nice little quiet pickup that they had. Yeah, very nice. Next, best hashtag to celebrate a Cavs scoring flurry, and that is hashtag Cavalanche. Look, we even got... G. Bush has uh, <laughs> used it at one point. You know yes. what? That that really is Cavalanche is a fit, and I would see it whenever. Uh, like there were there were like six of my friends who watched all the Cavs games, of uh. course, like psychopaths, and were texting back and forth <laughs> sure. to each other the whole time. And whenever they they go on a run, somebody was the first one to put the hashtag Cavalanche <laughs> at us. And there's just I'm, I'm trying to get that going. I think it's fun. You have I friends that text each other hashtags. Dur- no, yeah, it's a little odd to do. We do, yeah. No, within the hashtag, within the conversation, yeah. it'll be like, yeah, everybody watching this hashtag Cavalanche. Yeah, yeah we'll right. do t- hashtags mm. within the thing. All right. Anyways, I'm a fan of that. I like yeah. that. start spreading that around. Cavalanche. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. Best Cavs player loosely related to the lead singer of the OJ's. Anyone know this? <laughs> No idea. You know, I've heard this. You may have been the guy that told me. Somewhere. I might have been. Levert. It is. It is Levert. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I, I heard that. I don't know where I heard it. But Karis Levert is the third cousin of Eddie Levert, the lead vocalist of Canton, Ohio-based R&B group, the OJs. Of course. Aren't we all third cousins? Is that in a to way, some degree? Down the road. <laughs> I went on my 23andMe. I got all these third cousins. They're reaching out to me. They want all this right. and that. No, are, no but are, is Levert one of them? Is one of them somebody who wrote Love no, Train? No. Let me go out on the limb and say no. Yeah. No. Bull is not Levert. Here's third the most cousin. disappointing thing when I went to 23andMe. I was told forever mm-hmm. that I had a relative from South Africa, uh-huh. right? And I was like, well, that's cool. Like, I'm just like an Eastern European Jewish guy. There's right. really nothing exciting about that. Right. But I'm like, I got one relative from South Africa. Who knows what Who knows what kind of background I have? Uh-huh. I had no relative from South <laughs> well, Africa. You know, Nobody. You get, the, you get the percentage of where you're I'm from. I'm 99.9% Ashkenazi Jew. That's it. I'm not, no, there's no excitement. Yeah, you guys I mean, weren't proud. Inter- you weren't really co-mingling. Guys no, stuck together. You yeah. stuck no, together. I mean, I'm proud of of who I am, but it's boring. And then 0.1% like Neanderthal, I think. (laughs) That's a lot. I had a higher percentage than this, like most Neanderthal genes. I had at least 20% Neanderthal. No, I'm like, no. I'm like 65% Neanderthal genes, like background. caveman. Yeah. (laughs) That's his, I think that is your nickname is caveman. I'm going to be eating an elephant leg later. Well, anyways, uh, just so you know, uh, that's, they wrote the song Love Train, you keep on the world train. Fantastic. Well done, Mike. Best Austin Carr tweet of the season. This one is my favorite (laughs) out of all of them. Austin Carr's a legend. I love the man. And here it is. It's the one where he agreed with himself. He said, <laughs> Cavs must get back to defense, the first to get their mojo back. And then later on, he said, I agree. Go Cavs. It's Mr. Basketball, everybody. He's a great follow if you don't follow him. He's like one of those people who just answers questions but doesn't exactly know how Twitter works. So he'll just like, his whole tweet will just be like, I don't know, about 7 p.m. And he like tweeted that because someone asked him a question. And then he just put it into so the other window. So he doesn't get the at. Yes, not totally. Matter. Yeah, but I got to admit, when I first dove into that Twitter pool, <laughs> sure, I did a lot of that. And, and finally, one of our social media directors came to me and said, "Bro, you you don't need to respond to like 
the right. Twitterverse. Yeah. You know, when, when people ask you, I'm like, well, I don't know. No, no one told me how to do it. <laughs> they got to get Austin that orientation package on, on the tweet. <laughs> yeah. You know, the social don't, media. Don't, please don't. Please yeah. don't. I no, love what he's I doing agree right with Mike. now. But who's yep. supposed to help him? Jeff Phelps? Oh, uh, he's got a team. That's Mr. <laughs> right. Cavalier. He's like yeah. interns, whatever. I'm, I'm with Mike. He can do whatever Austin, he wants. Austin, you do Austin. Keep him coming. Let us enjoy it. One last one. One last one. The most underappreciated Evan Mobley statistic. Obviously, great year. Um, second rookie, second place in rookie Free of the year. Percentage. Uh, and it's this, it's the fact that he's so boring and he, like I, <laughs> his off the court boringness is fantastic to me. And I absolutely love it. I didn't hear anything bad. This is what I'm showing. This is one of his latest tweets. It's one where he bought his mom a car for his birthday. That's how boring he is. She is a grade school teacher. His father's name is Eric. He is the most wonderfully boring player. I didn't see any him at one club this was, whole season. And I was looking for it. I didn't no. see he didn't buy like six sports cars. He did nothing. He just practiced free throws right after the game. I and I to, loved how boring he was. I like to go on Instagram and be like, ooh, Darius Garland got 35. Mm-hmm. I wonder what jump offs he got. I know he got I know he got a bag full of them. Right. Nothing. Nothing. I saw nothing on Evan Mobley. I'm nothing. like, would you please go out? He's like 18. He buys his mom a car. No. And, and his mom, I'm okay with that. His mom's so humble. She's crying. You do know your son is rich, right? Right. Yeah, he can handle this. No, that's what I love, though. I like. We are so lucky to have him. No issues like that. He is like a somehow even more boring, hopefully, Tim Duncan in every way. You hopefully, know I mean? we keep him as long as San Antonio. I mean, can you imagine if we get that guy for his entire career? Yep. Don't I'm you not, even put that out there, Jay. Listen, it scares the death out of me. Don't you I think put he's that the kind out of guy, there. though, that would do that. Yeah. But I, you're right. I see a lot of comparisons personality to Tim Duncan. And I like in that he has no personality. Just vanilla. And I want right. that. I, I want, want that, too, especially on my NBA superstar. Coach's son, which is fantastic, so you obviously. you know he's smart. You know he's smart, and you know his, his dad's been on him, and he is. he just seems like a real stand-up guy, and I love that I never saw him have one incident. He was never, like, pulled over going 85 miles an hour yeah. on, on a motorbike. I don't think you will either. I anything. don't think you're going to find any yeah. of that. So that. Anyways, those are my Cavs awards. Congratulations. Great season, Cavs. Yeah, well done, Mike. Well done. Very yeah. well done. Made me think about things that I've seen before but never actually talked about. That's the beauty of my I have one, one bonus that I have to throw in at the last second, and that is uh, we have to get rid of one thing or at least improve it. Do you remember the Junkyard Dog Award yeah. that they gave out? It was yep. just like a sat. And here's yeah. the thing. It's a nice concept. Yeah. They gave it, kept giving it to Isaac Okoro for trying real hard. <laughs> uh, but the chain itself, and I, should, I wish we would have gotten a picture. It, I, I forgot about this. It just looks like a, a chain from like a swing set. That's just right. It's just this thin. Oh, There's like nothing chain. impressive oh. about it whatsoever. <laughs> and we've got to change the chain and make that thicker or more intimidating because right now it's an embarrassing award to win. Well, we mm. can pass that along to our friends over at the Cavs. Yeah, I'm a, I agree with you. Do I that. never thought about that, but now that you mention it, we can do better. Like, I'm personal friends with Moondog. I can pass that along. All right, definitely. Not bragging. There I go name dropping again. All right. Well, Moondog, if I if, if he was in my Rolodex, I would brag about that. Heck too. Yeah, uh, we're going to good bet, bad bet right now. We did this yesterday. Bull, congratulations. Three and O yesterday. I'm on fire. You did terrific day yesterday. Right now? I think I was one and two. What was G Bush? Two and one. I listen. I'm bringing up the rear. Yeah. Let's, no, I hope that continues. I have a perfect uh, record. So right you're, now. yeah, for, for now you mm-hmm. are. Um, producer Mike, do you want to take us through those? Yeah, we're going to start with the first one. We're going GJ Bull Polk. First bet uh, okay. of the day Cleveland Indians getting a run and a half on the road against Chicago. You, you owe a dollar, Indians. by the way. You said mm. you just said Cleveland Indians. Yep. Now you do Cleveland too. Cleveland Guardians. No, nah, I was calling him out. Oh, so I allowed. see. That's okay. Yeah, then, you're man. allowed to use it if you're calling someone yeah, out, fair. but only yeah. if you're calling someone uh, out. G. Bush, good bet or bad bet? Uh, man, you know, they, they had a great game last night. 
Um, but that has nothing to do with today. I'm gonna have to go bad bet on this one. Bad bet. Yeah, I'm with you. Bad bet. I don't like the pitching matchup, and they've won eight of ten. And I, I'm I'm holding my breath. I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall because I'm a Guardians fan. And yeah, I'm used yeah. to that. I feel so I'm saying bad bet. You got I bad would, bet yep, too. That, you can't come off a night like last night, and you gotta have lose a little steam on that. Hard to carry. Do that, that again, back. Naylor. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm going against my better judgment because normally I go with the better pitcher more more often than not. But I'm not picking against them. Coming off that win, I know it doesn't necessarily carry over the next day, but uh, that was a big one to come back down six runs in the ninth. I think they're going to get it done today. Not only cover, but but win. So that's a good bet. I hope you're you. right. Yeah, good. I'm bet. sorry right. I messed up your graphics, T-bone, or whatever. You went out of order. You. I know. You my bad. I won't. It won't happen again. Yeah, Jay we'll try. Smash. We'll, we'll try to keep these um, in in the order because these graphics are built a certain. Totally way. my bad. Yeah, you, it's my first day, everybody. Uh, uh, tenders. That's, that's me. What, we're going to call you tenders until we get I something bad better. I went bad bet. Tenders. You wear a suit, by the way. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah, this is my first time out of one. I sleep Suits are inappropriate. <laughs> no, they, I don't know where they got that. They got that promo yeah. picture from Wikipedia or something, I think. Yeah. Tenders, what's the next game? Next game, Suns-Mavs. Suns, six-point favorites at home. It's tied 2-2. Is taking the Suns a good bet? G. Bush. That's a good bet. CP3 at home. Let's get it done. Um, I, I think this series has been very enjoyable. Um, Suns, I, I think it's a really good bet. I think it's a bad bet. I think the Suns will win. I just think it's going to be very, very close. Come down to the last possession. So I, I think they win, but they don't cover bad bet on the Suns. Guys, I think everybody gets very prisoner of the moment when it comes to the NBA playoffs. But things change drastically with the home court more than any other sport. I, I think even more than football when the playoffs. The end, Because the others do better at home, yeah. right? The other players, the, the secondary guys. The Suns are going to run rough shot all of them. They'll win by double digits. Good okay. bet. Well, hey, you're three and zero. I'm going to. It's my turn to think. I'm going to take the Suns as well. Uh, Good bet on the Suns. They're Good at home. Bet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? That seems like that seems they're going the direction we don't know. Nobody knows. No, these uh, are all these against. are all shots in the dark. Yeah. What's, uh, tenders. What's your last one? We got to go quick here. Heat over under two oh nine. Is it a good bet to go over Heat Sixers? G Bush. Oh, I'm gonna go over. I think that's a, that's a that's a good bet, man. I, I'm gonna take that. I think James Harden is, is starting to hit shots now. Joel Embiid, and you got guys like Danny Green that are starting to hit more t- jumpers and, and shots. I think this is gonna be over. It's a good bet. Yeah, I think it's a good bet too. I like the sex the the 76ers in this game. I I think with Embiid back in, I, I feel like more than ever now he's kind of back in his skin. So I, I say good bet, and I actually like the Sixers. Two of the last three games over. Embiid, as you said, is back. Good bet. I'll go uh, under Miami is at home and they're the second best defensive team in the league this year. Yeah, well, they are. They definitely are uh, a good defensive team. We'll see what happens. All right. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. 
go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.